is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 26th of April 2013. For anyone who's new coming into the website or to listen to this broadcast, go into the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and help yourself to all the audios available for free download. Remember, all the sites listed there have transcripts as well for prints up in English. And if you go into Alan Watt Sentin, sentinel.eu, you can have transcripts in other languages. And I've not of all the talks I've given, but I've quite a lot of them. So help yourselves. Remember too, you bring me to you. I don't bring on advertisers as guests and so on. I'm not, I don't take money for advertisers, although I certainly could. And, uh, this gives me more of a free hand to just be me or be real, you might say, without any pressure. So if you like what you see there and so on, you could buy the books, hopefully, and the discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, where I go through the histories of the big system you're living through, how it started up, who was behind it, how literally a worldwide uh, organization was set up by the richest people on the planet over a 100 years ago to bring in planned changes through through stages, just like 20-year plans, 50, 75, 100-year plans, 150-year plans. We're still going through it today. And they, of course, uh, recruit a, a managerial class as well and think tanks across the world to bring in this, this uh, planned society, this planned direction the world's in to benefit themselves, not you, of course. So help yourself to that. And uh, so from the U.S. to Canada, uh, you remember to order the books and discs. You can still use personal checks or international postal money orders from the post office. Uh, you can send cash or use PayPal. And across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal. And straight donations are awfully, awfully welcome as we go through these trying times of uh, quantitative easing, which, of course, is just inflation and devaluation of all your currencies lower buying power, uh, purchasing power, basically. And we really are going through all the phases, as I say, because the Royal Institute of International Affairs was set up as a front organization, actually, a private organization, given a royal charter to exist, to bring in uh, a system where the ultra-elite of the day, in fact, the ones who already were the international money lenders of all nations, not just banks, but they lent to nations, got together and formed a club. And then they formed other clubs in other countries. Some of them were called Council on Foreign Relations. It's the same organization. And they, again, set up think tanks to work on with anthropologists and behaviorists and scientists of all kinds, uh, psychologists and so on, neuroscientists, to find out ways and using marketing too to alter the cultures of society, destroy the family unit was prime, just like Karl Marx before, of course, and also to to change all the behavior to create massive promiscuity, but but really be down on having children. And uh, that's all happened today. It's all been very successful until the public's been dumbed down as well. They also promoted all the big boys who brought in the new education systems from John Dewey onwards. And, of course, 
they want, they knew exactly the kind of population they wanted to indoctrinate through the school system, and you can see the results today. The teachers themselves are very, very important with national teachers associations and unions and so on, and international teachers ones through the United Nations to make sure the whole world is standardized with the same uh, dogma and propaganda at the same time. And it's worked awfully, awfully well. I'll be touching on some of that tonight. But for those who really believe we're just stumbling along down through time and crises is popped up by themselves and, of course, your, your politicians just suddenly go into action to deal with them, uh, that's, that's nonsense, absolutely nonsense. Uh, the world is planned that way. Uh, big businesses, for instance, that are all involved in these two international ones, they plan 50, 75, even 100 years ahead just for their businesses. And the world's a big business. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix and talking about the big system that we're in and of course how you've got intelligence organizations working on certain things and you've got counterintelligence agencies working alongside them, which often what they do is when some government wants to do nefarious things and they find out what to do and what's going on through intelligence, then their counterintelligence networks gets into action to find out ways of, uh, of uh, basically wailing the blame on someone else else if they have to act and they take a lot of time and patience to build up stories that immediately get published when something happens and so you're you're living through incredible deception uh, daily in fact from all your news reports as I said there's there's not one department government in any country that doesn't have its own special marketing department and public relations spokesperson and public relations of course uh, is a term coined by Edward Bernays because uh, he, he preferred himself propaganda, straight propaganda, which means some of the truth with a good spin on it for your ends, a bias, a bias in other words. So it's not called public relations. In other words, you, you're given partly part truths, sometimes complete falsehoods, in fact, and everything is projected to the public to make everything seem okay or all right. Or when some nasty tax is coming down the line, they have to try and verify it or, or rationalize it somehow to the public. So you'll swallow it and believe it or just go back to sleep. Most folk just stay, see asleep anyway today. But... um. A part of the problem, too, is that your own governments, through United Nations, through treaties signed back in the 1950s, uh, set up departments across the Western world to radicalize their own countries. And, and to get grants for these uh, particular movements, you had to say that you were for radicalization uh, of change. Now, what I meant was the whole Communist Manifesto, basically, was put under this this radical movement. Your governments were funding them all through it, setting up clubs for them, meeting places, funding them to meet, uh, giving them expense accounts, all the rest of it for radical change. End of the family unit, promote uh, a, a very small minority aberrations, you might call it, it's called at that time, and, and then normalize them through propaganda, 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 etc., so it's, it's really interesting to see that they've been radicalized to the extent that you actually have terrorism, of course, in those particular groups that were paid by your governments to radicalize culture and society. And there's one article here today about that too, 
from Washington. It says, um, an F- from an FBI video, domestic terrorist says he targeted conservative group for being anti-gay. Which is not true, because some, some conservatives are quite happy. But it says here, uh, the Family Research Council officials released video of federal investigators questioning convicted domestic terrorist Floyd Lee Corkins II, who explained that he attacked the group's headquarters because the Southern Poverty Law Center which is a far left, is a specialist, not as far left, it's got ties across the sea, you might say, but it says identified this, the particular conservative group as a hate group due to their traditional marriage views. So the Southern Poverty Law Center is radicalizing hate to their members who then take it out on, on the targets. Understand it, we're working this way. It's working that way too. So the, so, so the so-called people who stand up for rights for certain groups who are radicalized and get massive funding to do so, to change society, are, co- are they are themselves a hate group. And they're, and they're radicalizing their members into hate acts, you see. And that's what, that the language you must use for them. Because, see, they came out with all the stuff to label you if you're against or, uh, their particular agendas. And it says, the Southern Poverty Law's uh, anti-gay groups, Cork and Tells interrogators in the video, which the FRC obtained from the FBI. He says, I found them online, did a lot of research and went on the website, stuff like that. The Washington Examiner, Paul Bedard, reported that Corkins, who pleaded guilty to terrorism charges, said in court he hoped to kill as many as possible and smear the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. That's the, that group. Um, the families didn't want us to, to serve certain people. It says that sandwiches and, and victims faces and kill the guard. As Bedard explained, the shootings occurred after an executive with Chick-fil-A announced his support for traditional marriage. What an awful thing to do, eh? Imagine, oh, oh boy, yeah, in this day and age, and, and angering same-sex married proponents. So you see, they've been radicalized by the very organizations that were funded to radicalize them and to become hate groups. They've got hate members amongst them who are certainly showing their hate today. So I'll put this article up tonight too. And remember the smear words which are used in neurolinguistics and so on to silence everyone, you must use them back on them. You already understand that. Bill Ayers said that. They were the ones who came up with the idea too, along with critical theory and so on. And this article too is interesting because we're all going through this, this complete brainwashing of global warming. And I said years ago, if God came down and said it's all hogwash, they'd have to nuke them because you see all the biggest bankers on the planet uh, have all this uh, carbon trading and lots of energy trading and so on, all banking on global warming. And they're not about to change their minds for anything, even the deity. And it says, record cold, record cold is in every Canadian province and, and territory, it says here. And it says, every province and territory in Canada saw at least one record low temperature this, this morning. And, it's, and it says here, um, it's going on and on and on, and it's got different different places where it really was freezing. And it's true enough. I mean, it's snow last night again. And then it's it's down to, to freezing temperatures. Freezing temperatures. And it's not just Canada, too. They're getting them all over the place. The U.S. also broke a whole bunch of records just in one week there. And I'll put that up tonight as well. Quite interesting, though. And also, too, there's an interesting little article. You can take it or leave it. It's up to you. 
But it says, um, this article is from Press TV. It says, doesn't take a genius to see the solid link between the smear tactics used and clear complicity in 9-11 by the Mossad. I guess this is someone's opinion. But there's no other evidence. And there's, it says, um, there's vast other evidence that the vicious and hateful reaction of Zionists, and Zionism's a big movement, powerful too, and their neocon underlings is more than adequate proof. Not that just 9-11 is an inside job, but a Tel Aviv-based outside job as well. Former presidential candidate Ron Paul has come under a vicious smear attack from this from his formation of an institute dedicated to cleansing America of foreign control ending the power of the Federal Reserve and stopping the deluge of false flag terrorism that's been unleashed on America. His organization has drawn upon the few public figures in America that have stood against the Zionist, meaning another country's machine. It hasn't taken long for the first attacks, it says. It began today, as is in the Daily Beast, an online version of Newsweek, owned by Jane Hag- uh, Harmon. Long a Mossad asset, it says. In 2011, Hammond, uh, Harman re- resigned from Congress in disgrace after years of allegation against her for espionage on behalf of Israel. And it's, and it's got the Wikipedia uh, article there too. It says in October 2006, Times Magazine, quoting anonymous sources, asserted that, FBI, that an FBI and U.S. Department of Justice investigation of Harman was underway. The magazine alleged that Harman had agreed to lobby the Department of Justice to, to reduce espionage charges against Steve Jai Rosen and Keith Weisman, two officials with the American-Israeli uh, Public Affairs Committee, APAC. In exchange, Times said there was a quid pro quo in which APAC would lobby then-House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi to appoint Harman as chair of the House Intelligence Committee if the Democrats captured the House after the 2006 elections. Harman, FBI, the Justice Department and Pelosi's office have all denied knowledge of or involvement with any investigation. Harman's organization was chosen to smear Paul and Ron Paul Institute. It's easy to understand. As his Paul played nice during his failed attempts at the presidency, keeping silent about his views on Israeli influence, and especially in 9-11. And back in 2010, the extremely popular television host, Judge Napolitano, on the Murdoch-owned Fox News work, um, network, exposed 9-11 as a false flag conspiracy. Not only is Napolitano highly respected, but was, at the time, employed by the most pro-Israeli news organization in America, a nation where news organizations fall over themselves to kiss Israel's behind, it says here. Soon after shows exposing 9-11, Napolitano was taken off the air and put on consultant status. Since that time, there's been no reporting of 9-11 allowed in the U.S., other than smears against any that speak out, including family members of the victims who have for years petitioned every court and bought billboards along America's highways demanding a real investigation. It said the Mossad Harman attack on Paul, published today in the Daily Beast, is typical of Zionist, ADL, APAC, and SPLC, smear campaigns against any American first group, from today's Israel by Israel smear master James Kirchik of the Mossad-based news outlet called Haaretz, it says. And it goes on and on and on. But what is interesting, I mean, that there's people who ask a lot of questions, like who benefits? And the country has benefited from really everything that's happened across the Middle East uh, for years now has been the, the, the Israel. Uh, the same Israel, remember, published back in the 90s, the same list of countries that wanted taken out as the Bush bunch did too before the wars even broke out uh, in, in the new, a new American century group. 
So who's benefited from all of this? You're going to admit that too. And plus remember too, the guys that got on top of the, one of the towers photographing the planes hitting the, the trade towers and early in the morning. And there's a big article about that too came out at the time. And eyewitnesses saw them and they were photographed jumping for joy. And they were turned out to be Israeli guys. And they were arrested initially, and then they were suddenly all hushed down, and they were sent off to Israel. But they did a, a piece on Israeli television, and they were asked why they were over there. And one of them said, well, we've had terrorism for years, and we were over in, in the U.S. To, to photograph and film the event. Film the event. It's never been explained why no one says, well, how would you know it was going to happen? And it's still up on YouTube if you can find it, if it's not scrubbed already, or perhaps will be scrubbed tonight. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and uh, I've mentioned so many times about the, the fake global warming stuff but massive money's funding it of course to change all the way we live of course it's a big big thing to change the way we live on behalf of our powerful masters at the top they want to bring back a peasant age understand, which they're calling austerity back to serfdom and naturally uh, it comes from foreign relations Royal Institute of International Affairs said that they're bringing a new feudal system with the feudal overlords being CEOs of big corporations so naturally they've got to have serfs, that's you who in austerity and, and every country's got the proponents of this, that the main ones that have risen up to the top get lots of airplay. The general love animals and start off with animal shows to bring up a generation of children who say, oh, I likes animals, it's awfully good. And then they come out with the real agenda thereafter. Too many humans, uh, the world's warming, and sustainable development, and we're running out of all that stuff. So there's an article out with Canada's frontman, and it's David Suzuki, the guy who's gone forever. And um, he's really a geneticist. Uh, and a eugenicist, I would say, too, in fact, because he said, and I've got the video up, it's up there on uh, YouTube, you can find it, or I'll try and find the link again, I put it up a couple of years ago, where you, you hear him talking to students saying that people are just maggots. But he says there's better kinds of maggots than other maggots, meaning the classes, you see. I guess he put himself in the upper class of maggots. And he says the ones in the lower maggots eat the droppings of the ones above them. This is the man they elevated up, gave him fantastic financing and, and, and coverage. And he's still at it today, saying we're freezing. We're saying we're warming. We're warming as we freeze to death here. It doesn't matter, as I say, if, if a creator came down himself and says it's all nonsense. They would, these guys would have to nuke him or try to. But they keep on hammering, hammering away with their nonsense and they've got such funding to do it. Even the big banks are, even Rothschilds with them because you see, he wants to get the carbon credits going through for the whole world through his own personal private bank in Switzerland. Can you imagine the interest you collect overnight just in that alone? Now, I'll also put an article to do with, um, this one's quite good. I mean, we haven't finished off Syria yet. And the U.S. and the Western countries, Britain, France, and so on, are funding their friends, the Al-Qaeda rebels, who are now called freedom fighters you know, for democracy. And um, these countries that are backing them financially have now made deals with the rebels so they can get oil pumping out, that they're stealing out of Syria. Because Syria is still a sovereign country, you understand. 
So the EU is to allow purchase of Syrian oil from opposition. Opposition's the rebels that are funded this massive, massive mercenaries that even the FBI, CIA and, and MI6 have picked out their own countries uh, and trained to go over there and, uh, and do their little jihads and so on. So it says the European uh, says uh, at a meeting on Monday, EU foreign ministers will also agree to lift restrictions on selling equipment to the oil industry to the opposition and investing in the oil sector. EU diplomats said Wednesday, that's the European Union. Conditions will apply to ensure that no business is done with supporters of Assad. Now, Assad, technically, he's still the sovereign commander of that country. Whether the folk like it or not, it doesn't matter. Remember that nonsense too that, that Bush said when he, he came out in the inquiry after they, they flattened Iraq? And they says, well, did you go into Iraq because, they asked him, did you go into Iraq because, because they had been behind 9-11? He says, oh no, they were, they weren't behind 9-11. We went into Iraq because, because Saddam Hussein was just a bad man. We're better off without him, he says. And of course, we already knew that because uh, what was going to happen because Tony Blair afterwards came out uh, in the papers after it was all over and said that he'd met with all the oil companies, the big boys we're so familiar with, and they divvied up uh, Iraq before they even invaded who was getting what oil fields and so on. Same thing's going on here and, and they haven't even finished off Syria yet. And you, you are, are taught and brainwashed to love your countries as being honest and upright and all that stuff. You know, when are you going to wisen up? We're run by gangsters, folks. And they use a lot of uh, intelligence organizations that work with the media and marketing to, to keep you living in fiction, utter fiction, with the movies they keep throwing out at you and so on. Most folk live in the movies. That's where their heads are today. They read nothing. It's all movies. And, um, and, and they're taught to respect their own people that's up there. These special folk that come out with special wombs. Because see, the guy today doesn't wear a uniform like the dictators of the past. They wear business suits, folks. And they're on television representing you. So here they are stealing the oil out of the country where they haven't even finished it off yet. Yep. Aye, uh, uh, And now, Another article, too, it says U.S. and Qatar. Qatar is used as a base to funnel all the weapons into, uh, to, the, to these so-called freedom fighter rebels, Al-Qaeda. <laughs> they're, they're our allies now. U.S. and Qatar agree to support terrorism, it says. It says they agree to strengthen illegal armed support to terrorists in Syria. U.S. President Barack Obama went to the White House with the Emir of Qatar, Sheikh Hamad bin Khalafi al-Tani, in the context of a series of meetings with regional leaders to address the rising violence in Syria. Uh, to address it, right? President Barack Obama stressed the need for Washington and Doha to cooperate closely with terrorist groups in Syria to facilitate the possibility that the present government of Bashar al-Assad will leave power and allow the opposition to take power. So there you are. Uh, so the whole thing is to support the terrorists. Didn't this all start with anti-terrorism? You know, doesn't it get all confusing when your own boys want to support the terrorists, folks, and you're taught to trust them? Can you trust these folks to look after you? What have they got planned for you? Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. 
because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back. And another article too about the nonsense to do with global warming. It's from an optimist, mind you, and it's it's Dylan Paul. And he says that there's so much good news about the collapse of the EU's carbon trading scandal. It's not quite collapsed yet. They'll do everything to save it. He says, I'm not sure where to begin. But let's start with the fact it's really, really annoyed uh, Bryony Worthington, activist from the hard-left anti-capitalist pressure group called Friends of the Earth, another NGO group that's got big funding from above and probably some tax money too. Friends of the Earth, by the way, uh, are really, they want a, ra- a drastic uh, reduction in population. They don't really like humanity much. But there, it says, the Friends of the Earth wrote the most economically suicidal piece of legislation in British history called the Climate Change Act. Oh, how is that? Let an NGO write the Climate Change Act affects everyone. Did you elect in friend, Friends of the Earth? Of course you didn't. Even more delightfully, it will also have upset Tim Truffer Yeo and Lord King Truffer Debon. Both of them were not only fully behind this latest planned EU conspiracy against the energy user and the taxpayer, but who also had the sublime gall to suggest that this market rigging is what Margaret Thatcher would have wanted. This is not really. Let's pause a moment and cherish the precious absurdity of this claim. Two Tory wets of the kind Margaret Thatcher always despised are now invoking the legacy of Britain's most fervently anti-EU and pro-free market Prime Minister in support of an EU attempt to rig the markets and punish consumers with an artificially inflated carbon tax, which no one wants, except the bankers who are going to trade in them. He says, have a read and be amazed you couldn't make it up. Anyway, where were we? She says, oh yeah, that's right, having a good old dance on the grave of EU's carbon emissions policy. Here's what Walter Russell Mead has to say about its significance. The EU has been the global laboratory testing uh, the green agenda to see how it works. Today's story means that the guinea pig died. The most important piece of green intervention in world history has become an expensive and embarrassing flop. It's hard to exaggerate the importance of this for environmentalists everywhere. If the EU can't make the green agenda work, it's unlikely that anybody else will give it a try. Well, they're still trying in Australia and elsewhere. And, of course, Merkel and them wanted to go through too because it's going to be a ma- – what it is is a massive tax. A tax going to the private corporations on carbon credits, which they can put into another big lotto and trade it amongst themselves for billions for nothing. Out of nothing except your purse. So I think he's right. The knock-on effects are going to be cataclysmic. In places like Australia, for example, which has been relying on the rigged EU carbon trading market to prop up Julia Gillard's carbon emission scam, and within a vast overinflated bubble, which is the green industry generally, no one will be safer in this sector. Seriously, if you're in renewables, as I know at least one of your regular trolls below does, he's an advisor to the wind industry and graduated, I kid you not, from the Environmental Sciences Department at the UEA. I would now think very hard about getting uh, yourself a proper job. So there's a downside to this. It says, yes, as astute Richard North notes at EU referendum, thanks to the Climate Change Act introduced by Bryony Worthington, Britain's own energy policy is now looking more expensive and disastrous than ever. Sadly, though Britain does not get the benefit of the market collapse, Mr. Osborne having already decided to add to the cost of the carbon credits with an additional 4.94 in carbon tax. This while continental industry and electricity consumers will be paying something like £2 per tonne of carbon dioxide produced. The British equivalent will be paying around £7. 
with the UK government committed to driving the carbon price up to £18 in 2018 and to £30 in 2020 and to £70 in 2030. Using the carbon tax mechanism, we now face the spectre of the EU's carbon market collapsing completely, leaving the UK as the only country in the EU handicapped in this way. It's just incredible. This is the biggest, one of the biggest, well, everything scams a big one. Even the terrorism thing and the whole bit where well, Western countries are funding it to take down countries they want into to steal the oil and stuff. And for other countries who, who outside, who've got an, awfully in, an awful influence inside to get rid of their enemies. That's what's happening all the time. So I'll put this one up tonight too. And also, uh, again, you understand the teaching associations and so on have their own special interest groups involved in them and NGOs in them too. And talking about the radicalization of society, schools should teach how to view pornography as a sex forum, says. Now, did anyone elect this sex forum? If you look into the sex forum as well, you'll find out what their primary motive was when they first started up and it was all pro-homosexuality. And then they covered it for a while with different things, as under AIDS activism and, and safe sex. But it's back to the same old stuff again. And that's when they want to show you, show the children, young children in school, complete porno movies, basically. They radicalize society, you understand. Getting back also to the fact that nothing is real you'll see on TV. And I mentioned that everything comes through propaganda and PR agencies and marketing agencies from every department, even your local councils use them. It says, Prince Charles employs new public relations expert Sally Osman, it says. And so he's appointed a spin doctor who was previously responsible for the BBC's communications during the crisis over its reporting of the sexed-up Iraq war dossier. So she's very good at getting whole nations beefed up into believing that, that Iraq was behind something. A good liar, in other words, working obviously for MI6 at the time. Sally Osman will take over as Communications Secretary Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall at Clarence House in June from Paddy Harvison, the former Manchester United spokesman who helped shape the public image of Princess William and Harry as they moved into adulthood. Now, the 25, 30 years ago, the, the, the royalty of Britain uh, hired, created their own permanent in-house propaganda team to do all the documentaries on them. There's nothing you're going to see that's made by outsiders whatsoever. It's all done by the insiders and their professional marketers, full-time marketers that, that spin everything and put the good face on everything. There's nothing real you're going to see on TV or read in any magazine that doesn't go through their handlers. Nothing at all, folks. And we know about the Kermit Gosnell murder trial and how the judge has been told, obviously, uh, to not to, to drop a whole bunch of murders of, of babies and so on, post-birth abortions. Because, you see, they're all doing it. They, and this would open up a can of worms. If people st- stop thinking about, what's well, this like getting, getting rid of a wart? And you find it's a house of horrors with body parts all over the place. What do you think killing is, folks? What do you think killing is? Anyway, Obama ignores the Kermit Gosnell murder trial in Planned Parenthood speech. And he actually says, oh, there's those out there who are trying to turn us back into the Middle Ages. He's all for slaughter. Well, look at the, all the wars he's in charge of right now. 
including, you know, all the rest of them. And getting back to radicalization too, where everything had to be destroyed, everything that was normal was made abnormal and rare, in fact. And all that was abnormal became common because it would get promoted until everyone would have to go along with it, thinking maybe I'm missing out on something, maybe there's something wrong with me, if you don't have certain inclinations. This is getting taught in school now. It says, middle school girls are forced to ask classmates for lesbian kiss in the schoolroom. During, they call it anti-bullying presentation. For those who haven't caught on what this anti-bullying thing is, it's a massive movement pushed through all schools under the pretext of, of protecting people with uh, different pre- pre- well, preferences, you might say. Even if they're getting bullied or not. You understand? What it really does this kind of thing is a psychological exercise to make everyone who's not quite comfortable with it feel uncomfortable with themselves for even thinking that they're uncomfortable about it. There's just something wrong with you, you see. So it says, imagine a 13, 14 year old girl has been instructed to ask one another for a lesbian kiss in a class exercise. The girls had no choice. The parents were not informed, but hey, if it falls under anti-bullying, then who are you to question it, right? It says here, this is a recent anti-bullying presentation at a middle school in New York that focused on homosexuality and gender identity has angered parents after the daughters have come home to tell them they were forced to ask another girl for a kiss. According to reports, a session occurred last week at Linden Avenue Middle School in Red Hook, New York, near uh, Polk, uh, Keepsie, it's called. A group of students from Bard College led two workshops for the youth separated by gender. During the workshop for the girls, the 13 and 14 year olds were asked to do one another for a lesbian kiss. They were told to do it. They were also taught words such as pansexual and queer gender or gender queer. As his parent, Amanda Kuhn, told reporters that her daughter was very uncomfortable with the exercise. She says, Mum, all we, uh, we all get teased and picked on enough. Now I'm going to be called a lesbian because I had to ask another girl if I could kiss her. Could say that she was especially irate over the matter because parents were given no warning about the presentations, nor an opportunity to opt out, it says. She's also dismayed that college students were granted the right to come into the classroom and encourage her daughter to be sexually active. What do you think it's all for, folks? This is a big agenda. It's been going on for years and years and years. Look around you. And each time that the age drop goes down and down and down with, with promiscuity with children, as they keep getting younger and younger and younger, what do you think they're getting taught to do all this stuff? It's school. When adults come into school and teach them it's all, everything's okay, then that's permission. That's how children see it. Of course it is. But again, too, as, as Julian Huxley said and, and, and Bertrand Russell, if we can get the children to, to interact even pu- with pre-puberty and sexual relationships, they'll, they'll, when they grow up, they'll never mate with one person. No children, you see. They'll just be promiscuous all their lives, but very single and very alone. It's all planned that way. Anyway, it says the school is overstepping its bounds and not notifying parents first and giving us a choice. Another parent remarks, I thought it was very inappropriate. That kind of instruction is best left up to the parents. Well, well we're being told, I've got the articles here too, that the parents have no rights in other articles. So there you go. Now, Japan has gone back to core coal-fired power plants. And because, after all, what choice did they have? They don't have much in the way of uh, energy there, except for nuclear, and we know what that does. 
and uh, and why not use coal? They can filter a lot of the stuff out the coal with filters now. All the big coal places have great filters on them for trapping carbon. But that doesn't matter in this day when they're trying to get you into all these windmills and rubbish like that. Also, this article too, it says inhibition of testicular stereogenesis by the xenoestrogen bisphenol A is associated with re- reduced pituitary luteinizing hormone secretion and decreased stereogenic genetic uh, enzyme gene expression in rats and so on, which means it's done in animals, it does it in humans too, if you want to buy it, you're going sterile. Some other big uh, studies that come out about it, something they've known since the late 1890s, mind you. And they keep going, oh, we're not quite sure about it, no. You know, look around you folks. The guys are all going sterile. There's umpteen or, uh, very good documentaries up there about males all going sterile, even in their 20s. And also, too, to show you how, how again, with the school system, we've had, what, 30, 40, 40 years of this, this uh, down-the-tube stuff with morality of all kinds, even personal morality, uh, etc., all going down the tubes. You see? And, and, so the articles you read, read don't surprise me at all. Four female prison guards are impregnated by the same inmate. Baltimore, this is. So they both fell pregnant to the same in, uh, inmates, according to the authorities who've busted a major smuggling gang inside the jail system. Two of the women tattooed the inmates' name on their bodies, and he showered them, all of them with expensive gifts, including cars and jewelry. This is a gang lord. The four women are amongst 25 people who have faced federal charges, including 13 female prison guards, CBS Baltimore reports. Involved smuggling drugs and cell phones into Baltimore City Detention Center. That happens all the time. U.S. Attorney Rod Rosenstein said the 25 defendants participated in running the activities of the Black Guerrilla Family, it was called, a, a prison and street gang from behind bars in Baltimore City. So how can you have anything working smoothly today when no one knows what's right, wrong, or morality is anymore? After all, it doesn't exist. It's all moral relativity, what you think about things, isn't it? Your, your opinion's as good as anybody else's, so do what you want. And also, this article too, uh, a guy in Australia Day, because we're, we're all getting hammered, you see. A guy in Australia Day in, in Australia, it says, Cafe owner Nicholas Zisti, outside his cafe in Alexandra, who was fined for setting up Australia Day displays. It says, so Zisti thought he'd get into the Australia Day spirit by decorating the family cafe in patriotic colours, so the city of Sydney hit him with a $5,000 fine. I guess if we put up the Chinese flag, it'd be okay, because I think that's really where it's supposed to go. Mr. Zisti organized a beach barbecue complete with sand, surfboard, and a massive Australian flag printed on plywood panels, which were affixed to the Alexandria shopfront around the January long weekend. The council decreed he should have lodged a development application first. So they hit him with $5,000. He should have put up, I'm telling you, a Chinese, Chinese flag. He'd probably know okay then. I'm sure his Prime Minister would love that. Also, too, as I said, the judge drops nine charges, including three murder charges against Kermit Gosnell, who was killing children uh, uh, who were actually born alive. Now, even for those who say, well, all this nonsense about what, when does life begin and all the rest of it, under the present law, uh, partial birth abortion is allowed in a lot of the U.S. states. Which means as soon as they see the, the baby's head appear, they stick scissors through it to kill it. Because the whole thing has to come out to technically be, be born. 
What's the difference, folks? What's the difference, eh? When you put this in the hands of legalists, like that, murder is murder, folks. That's all it is. Also, flu vax is still given to children despite being banned from under fives in 2010. It says the public confidence in vaccination could be undermined after reports that children have been injected with the banned flu shot, the Australian Medical Association said. Don't the doctors read anymore? It says News Limited can reveal that a baby suffered a febrile convulsion and 20 other children recorded such high fevers. They could not be given that their second dose during a clinical trial that began a year before flu vax triggered febrile convulsions in a hundred children. And then the, the president of uh, the AMA said, uh, Steve uh, Hamilton says, it's concerning if it's true. I'd say it's concerning, all right, as there are four other brands of vaccines, say, for children as young as six months. You know, there's pin cushions today. This is all eugenics, folks. It's all eugenics. I hope you know that. It's all eugenics. What's the big, the big thing is to dumb the folk down, and the best way to do it is to hit the brains when you're really, really young. When you get febrile conditions centered in your skull, that's called inflammation, high temperature inflammation. And when it's very, very high, you get white blood cells there, and you get dead cells there. Dead cells. They should be healthy cells. That's your brain matter. And they tell you, oh, it's normal to get a, a, a really hot fever and their heads are warm. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. We're back. Coming to the Matrix. And we'll take Alex from British Columbia. Are you there, Alex? Hey there, Alan. How are you? Not too bad at all. How are you? I liked what you were saying about the uh, 9-11 uh, attacks, um, and it was really interesting that not just, uh, Judge Tupolitsky, uh, Judge N, whatever, um, that he'd said that uh, they were, it was an inside job. Cynthia McKinney came forward and said uh, that she noticed a very distinct pattern with all these training exercises, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, 9-11, the Boston bombing, and the 7-7 attacks in London. Name a few. Yep. So... Oh, yeah. um, that's really interesting. Now, I've noticed that um, I've tried to join uh, so many groups that were supposedly uh, there to stop um, these sorts of things from happening and, you know, to rise up and get the people to wake up critical mass in the population so mm-hmm. to do something about it. And I've noticed that there's an incredibly uh, distinct pattern of what I'd say is a, a software program that runs a divide-and-conquer program on everybody in every significant group. Yes. And that the things never seem to get past the most fundamental level. And yep. um, I'm insinuating that that would be aerosol electromagnetic technotronic warfare. And oh, I'd yeah. like to know what you think. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, and IQ is dropping every couple of years. That Even the UN admits it with their, their, their studies. And we've dropped about five, five points in the last few years. And five year, points below that with the same tests that have gone for generations. Uh, and we're fed poisons, not food anymore. Canada, remember, was a test bed for all the GMO. And Monsanto and the government said that they made a secret deal 10 years after we'd been on it. We didn't even know we were on it until it broke out in Britain. So we're some all guinea pigs. But it dumbs the folk down. You see their shapes changing too. 
and uh, we're seeing the effects of it. So, yeah, we're being attacked big time. So we get poisonous food, and we're getting all the chemicals that goes into that food. The massive amounts of Monsanto's Roundup and all that other stuff they use, that's, that's about 100 times more potent than the old stuff they use in regular seed. So we're getting poisoned from every possible way. The IQ is plummeting. But also, too, Cass Sunstein, remember, up with when he was in the government with, Bill, with um, Obama, he came out there thinking he was a bit of a neuroscientist, and he said that uh, we can nudge the people in the right directions. He says we'll also infiltrate all opposition groups too, and all electronic forums. We can get our boys in there and our, our girls in there to, to divide and conquer. He that was all in the articles. I read them on the air. In fact, at the time, that's all been done. That standard procedure, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so um, what I'm seeing is that. Um we're supposed to get together uh, for group meetings and things. Uh, the most uh, prolific members of the group seem to be incapacitated before they can go out. Everybody's feeling very sick these days. And um, I've noticed that it coincides with certain sprays, yeah. certain cycles of aerial spraying. And it also is electromagnetic. And that's from an intimate perspective. As uh, my son and I agreed that we were going to uh, actually prov- provoke the attacks yeah. so that we can study them intimately and expose them. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't been in a group yet that's managed to do what it's designed to, what it's been. Yeah, that's right. They, they get, they get neutralized. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we appreciate that you're having trouble with your uh, communication. I got bumped off a couple of times. Um, every time I've called in to be on your show and they got bumped off, but this time was twice. I yeah. just keep calling back and I'm um, encouraging people to, to uh, help Alan with his, uh, costs to keep his show up and running and don't let him go. Like, whatever happens, don't let this guy off the air because once you do that, it's certain for all of us. Well, thanks for calling, Alex. It's true enough, too. I've got uh, three different systems trying to work here. None of them are working properly. This is three different servers. From Hamish myself, Ontario, Canada, it's good night. May your God, all your gods go with you. <laughs>